Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Hi, this is Lisa, and I have a new guest with me here today. Uh, this is Chase. Uh, say hi, hi. Chase. <laughs> hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are hi. you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Awesome. It's cold. It is kind of cold. Yes, it is. It's freezing. <laughs> Happy winter. Happy winter. Um, I, I, uh, what, what, what movie were you wanting to discuss today? Uh, Ernest and Selstein from 2014 in the U.S. and I guess 2012 in France. Yep, yep. I think this is interesting. I think this is the second, uh, like, animated children's movie we've done. We did Inside Out, and now we're doing Ernest and Celestine. So that's oh, yes, cool. I love Inside Out. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, when, when did you see this movie? Did you see this in theaters? Uh, actually, no. So, um, I guess a quick backdrop. I, uh, I grew up with the animation, actually, uh, uh, all the way back to uh, pretty much close to where I was born in the mid '90s, uh, my grandparents like had like these huge stack of uh, animated uh, VCRs that would mostly be like classic Disney shorts to like the movies that have come out in the '90s, and even not just Disney, 20th Century Fox. Uh, a fast forward, I took some animation classes. Oh, cool. And uh, where this is relating uh, to uh, where I'm getting at is uh, in our my high school animation class, uh, we would kind of hang out as kind of a family sometimes as we do our work. And we would even just talk about what's going on in the animation world, uh, including the Oscars. And now where this movie came in is that uh, back in 2014, uh, we were talking about the animation or the the Oscar nominations for uh, best animated feature of 2014, and uh, had the and down the list there was uh, of course Frozen which uh, won, mm-hmm. uh, but then uh, there were two other films uh, that caught everyone's attention. Uh, one was the Hiro Miyazaki feature. Uh, Wind Rises, when Wind oh, right. Rises, which is uh, based off of uh, a World War II story through the Japanese perspective. Uh, wow. Well, mid World War One and World War Two, but it's by Hiro Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, but that wasn't just it. There was also this other film that no one knew about, and we just kind of looked at the title and go, "Huh, this is." Uh, Interesting. Well, let's click on the trailer. Uh, Ernest and Celestine. 
And everyone in the room got like emotionally invested in like the trailer because of just how well it was cut, how it was showing off its story, mm-hmm. uh, the music. And everyone thought like Celestine was going to die. Uh, that was, <laughs> uh, I mean, because they, they really did play up. But I'm not, I'm not going to spoil what, what happens in you the can. end. I, I Actually, you can. We are not a spoiler free podcast, so you can say everything that happens. No worries. But that's the thing, because when this movie came out, uh, now, it probably came in limited release, Mm -hmm. because I know there'll be uh, certain films that they don't get, like, full uh, worldwide release. They'll only be in uh, select theaters. Uh, And this being, like, one of the Oscar uh, contendies, I actually never saw it in theaters. It was, like, very... Very uh, limited release. Uh, And then it wouldn't come to DVD and Blu-ray until like February of 2015 uh, or March, uh, like very early. And uh, so that was when I was able to rent it and see it for myself. And I thought, well, this was really incredible. Like it is uh, bringing in a whole new style of animation or at least one that hasn't been used in quite a long time. Right. It's got this very touching story uh, about kind of uh, taking on something similar that uh, Zootopia did with uh, having like these different animals that normally they would be uh, prey and predators. But uh, hey, it's like taking a nod to, uh, well, I guess racism and prejudice mm-hmm. uh, with, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, uh, I definitely you, see that Zootopia connection. I thought that too. Yeah, although this is because where Zootopia is like all about the uh, like the diverse zoo, zoo animals, this is kind of focused on the rich, uh, wealthy uh, bears, and then the mouse who just kind of live in this like dirty slump, and they're all poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of, I in, in a way, I do see that. Um, Oh yeah, the thing what I really loved about these characters is that uh, while the plot does have a uh, animated film tradition in a sense that uh, everyone is set out to follow this rule, these rules in this world, while these two just stick out like a sore thumb because they refuse to be like everyone else. I was like that. I mean, that that's done in a lot of animated feature films, but I mm-hmm. love that they are so much to focus on uh, just the 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 dynamic duo between Earth and Celestine. How like these uh, like very very like innocent. Uh, uh, these very innocent, uh, like outcasts just get wound up in this crime. Cause of course they, uh, committed crime, which is, uh, rob a, uh, a candy store and get the police after them. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I mean, it does get pretty emotional cause it does. yeah, I agree. Yeah. They, you real like, they, they really like you care about, uh, both of them. They're not stereotypes. They've got, uh, they've got flaws, they got issues that they're dealing with, and uh, just the fact that they also feel lonely. 
Well, yeah. um, I guess in this part, uh, since we've kind of already talked about how you saw this movie, um, I personally saw it because you selected it. I, I actually pulled it up not even knowing it was going to be animated, not knowing what it was about. So I walked in completely new, hadn't heard of the film before, but I really did enjoy it. Um, I, I thought, it, like you had talked about earlier, I thought it was really unique. And I thought that uh, it sort of had a, a callback to an older style. And it is very um, emotional and it's sweet. It's kind of simple, but I just felt like there was a lot there at the same time. So I, re I really did enjoy it. Um, I think what I'm going to do next is just read the synopsis really quick. Uh, just kind of a quick short introduction for the movie. And then we'll talk about the plot as we go on. But uh, here we go. Ernest and Celestine came out in 2012, as Chase already mentioned, and was released here in America at, in 2014. Based on the popular French picture books by author Gabriel Vincent, er Ernest and Celestine follows a little mouse named Celestine, who lives in the world below. Despite her orphanage matron's terrifying nightly tales about the big bad bear, Celestine imagines there's a sweet bear in the world above. One day after Celestine is trapped in the trash can in the world above, Ernest, a penniless bear, finds and nearly eats her. But instead, they forge an unlikely friendship that upsets both their communities. After Celestine helps Ernest escape arrest, and Ernest helps Celestine steal the teeth badly needed down below, they end up being hounded by two sets of police who want to convict him for their crime of befriending the enemy. And I pulled that uh, summary from commonsensemedia.org. Just wanted to mention that. Oh. Yeah. So it was like kind of like a short, I was going to go even shorter, but I think, I don't know. It just, it was a little easier to kind of flesh it out. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, this is, I, I don't mean to say it again. That is based off of children's book and usually, uh, children's novels, they retain to be simple and they retain to be, uh, most of them just like picture books, mm -hmm. uh, which I've never read the book, so I'm not sure how it was formatted, but, uh, I will say that, uh, cause I mean, even if you haven't read the book, you at least can see the cover by just looking up online and mm -hmm. they've, uh, definitely captured style there. Yeah. And, uh, this, this was directed by Vincent Pitar, Benjamin Renner, and, uh, Stefan Abier and written, the screenplay was written by Daniel Pinnock. Um, I was watching a little kind of behind the scenes before we jumped on this call, and I thought it was interesting that this whole movie, it had watercolor backgrounds to kind of reflect the style of the book, but then the animation on top of it is Flash, and they used a software that they created for this movie to make it look watercolor so it would kind of blend with the background, because that's kind of a thought that I had when I was watching the movie. I was wondering how they did it. And I just think it it had such a beautiful result. the The whole movie really does look like a moving painting, and yeah. it it the flow of it feels like a book. I liked that about it. Yeah, actually, uh, there are even scenes where because uh, it isn't just the uh, uh, the uh, visuals they toy around with, but even like the music. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact they would combine the visual, and it's not like they they're just like splashing color onto the screen like no it all even retains the story too because uh uh Ernest uh he actually uh 
I mean, in, as you see in the beginning of the movie, he is poor. He's got uh, no food, uh, and it is winter, so like he's just in his house starving. Uh, so uh, he's having to try to like beg for food because he can't afford anything. He lives in a really broke, abandoned house up in a hill. Uh, but I mean, the whole thing is that. Uh, when you, I mean, when this opens up, yeah, you see both sides uh, receive, or they uh, are under a very uh, poor life. Like even Celestine, as the movie opens up with Celestine, like uh, she is an orphan, uh, like a few of uh, the other mice in this like little house where uh, there's, like, the scary old lady, like, telling or uh, reading them bedtime stories about, like, uh, bears out eat them, so to scare them into, like, not never, ever wanting to venture uh, up out of the sewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, both of them kind of have that sort of uh, uh, poor life. Uh, uh, and... Uh, Part of it, which is that they uh, refuse to, I mean, again, uh, uh, Celestine is chosen to be a dentist, and uh, we find out later Ernest's father, like, wanted him to be a judge when he really wants to be uh, a musician, and Celestine wants to be an artist. and they have a lot in common. Yeah, and actually, both of that plays right into the visuals. So it doesn't even, it's not really just they're showing you eye candy. Like, they're really playing it into the story. And they even uh, do a really cool thing where they kind of use art to kind of transition to the next scene uh, along with violent play. Yeah. Yeah, they use uh, the music and and the art reflects the things that the, the, the motivations for the characters. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? Uh, well, actually, I was immediately engaged when it opened up. Like, again, uh, with the uh, old lady, uh, like, scaring the heck out of these children with a bedtime story and just kind of having... Because uh, the, the whole time when I was watching it, I also uh, thought to myself, this feels very Harry Miyazaki. Because yeah. even the te- or the way that uh, voice actors, their tone is kind of in the similar. Because like wh- when that opened up, it kind of got me back to, uh, I think even Spirited Away. Uh, I mean, I think there was like an old lady that sounded like uh, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe I maybe I'm thinking about a different movie, but uh, definitely like I had some similar vibe to like an anime film even though this was french but uh yeah the french is they they can really i mean it is even just this film but um uh yeah i i would say the first scene that really got to me and then um yeah when the the or ernest and celestine start to connect more uh shoot that's a several scene so I, i mean if I were to pick like three best ones, it's kind of hard for this one, for this movie. Yeah, Any... I think the movie flows really well from one scene to the next. It, it does make it kind of hard to to pick one or two scenes. 
Because I, I mean, I, I review a lot of uh, films, and including animated films. Um, like the humor in this one, it, it it doesn't really strive itself uh, too much on humor. Mm-hmm. But uh, whenever there are jokes, including that scene, because uh, they do play up the uh, like the older mice uh, specifically when they lose a tooth, like uh, they they mumble a lot, they're hard to speak. Uh, or they lose their voice. Uh, like, that is something I thought was, like, it was just kind of, like, cute and clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it is a family film, but uh, there is none of that uh, pandering towards uh, a very young audience. You won't you won't see any of that stuff that, like, obviously that's for little, little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think uh, when you talk about the humor, I think it's really strong, too, uh, because of the cast that they picked. Oh, um, yeah, the cast. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really liked, uh, so Ernest, er, uh, sorry, Ernest is played by Forrest Whitaker. I wasn't familiar with the girl that played Celestine, uh, Mackenzie Foy, but I heard that she was in those Twilight movies as the little girl. Did you ever watch those movies? <laughs> I, I watched the first one. I, okay. I couldn't get into it. Um, well, in the last movie, um, the main character has a child, and she played that child. So that's that's. Okay. Where I, I, I only know that some dude's chest sparkled, and then there was a scene where they <laughs> played baseball, and they were all superheroes. But uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's I guess that's cool that it happened. Yeah, and uh, Paul Giamatti's in it, William H. Oh, yeah. uh, uh Megan, I, I'm always afraid of saying her name wrong, Megan Mullally, <laughs> and uh, Nick Offerman, who are, you know, they play a couple, uh, they play a married couple in this cartoon, oh, yeah. and they're a married couple in real life, too. Oh, yeah, that, I, yeah. Because, um, I mean, the last movie I saw him in was... Uh, uh, the founder, and that's where he was uh, one of the McDonald's brothers. Oh, gotcha. I haven't seen that yeah. one. Uh, yeah, that, that actually, uh, like this film, I should also mention uh, Ernest and Celestine is available on Netflix. So, you know, go ahead and check it out if you want. I will, I mean, I guess we'll get to that part. But uh, yeah, The Founder 2, that is on Netflix. So, oh, cool. Okay, I'll check it's, it out. It's a double feature, so you can yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, we mentioned the, the uh, director earlier. Um, I, I had not seen his, any of his work before. Have you? That is, that is because probably this is the first that, uh, ever sought, uh, American, uh, release. Gotcha. Yeah. That, oh, that's right. You mentioned yeah. that, you know, not subtitled, but with, a American cast as well. I even like, uh, where there are scenes that, uh, feel very poetic only in a great way though uh where you have even like the part where the dentist uh repairs one of the client's tooth uh, and he recites the big bag bear will give quite a scare and i was like that is i mean that, that probably was taken from the book but i kind of like that uh there there is a lot of dialogue like that that is uh kind of poetic a little bit but, uh, I mean, it's very charming. Uh, again, like, th- this movie doesn't, isn't pandering at all. It isn't, like, forcibly trying to be cute. Like, it, it just has, it's, it has a contagious cuteness. Like, it has, 
It's contracted with the cute virus. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, yeah. Celestine is really adorable. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, they're just having trouble finding their place in society. They both have a dream they want to pursue, but then in reality, it's kind of like they're sort of forced into, uh, you know, careers that they don't really want. And that leads them to get a little bit desperate. And like you said, they uh, she uh, helps Ernest steal from that candy shop. And then he helps her steal the teeth, right? Is that what happens? Uh, yeah. Uh, they actually... Uh, um, they actually go uh, steal the... From both of them, actually, the, the er, Ernest eats all the candy, uh, and I mean that's not even a spoiler. That's in the trailer too, because uh, um, actually, them uh, getting into this crime is uh, actually not really too far into the film, because uh, mm-hmm. I mean a part of them is just trying to uh, escape. Because these, uh, I mean, th- th- this law is just so cruel that like. Yeah, you you steal candy from uh, the rich, uh, you're dead. Uh, you yeah. hang out with a bear, uh, then you're dead. Like they they, I was just kind of like shocked that uh, these that both of the uh, the the mice police and the like bear they retain they they pretty much like decipher their crimes as uh, punishable by death, and I was like. Okay, I mean, yeah, he, he he's he basically he theft. That is a crime, a real crime. But like, do you does he have to die for it? I know that their laws are very extreme on both ends. I mean, well, yeah, it's definitely like a. I mean, for again, for a children's book, like the world is kind of harsh, right? And that that's why it all the more makes this relationship effective because. Uh, yeah, for a, a children's book, like they're not afraid to show some like dark themes. Well, uh, so you know this this conflict where they're getting arrested and eventually they're tried on their crimes. Um, I thought that part was really interesting too because I yeah. felt that a lot of the movie, you know, their two societies were so different and they were sort of raised to to fear each other, but at the same time, you see that they're two societies are so similar and I felt like they were sort of alluding to that a lot. And then when there's that, that scene at the end or close to the end where they're in court, uh, the two different court, uh, the two different, uh, trials are happening at the exact same time and they're almost identical, right? Yeah. So it's like the two societies have a lot more in common than they realize. It gets to the third act where, uh, the police officers, both the mice and the, uh, bears, they finally uh, catch on and find Ernest and Celestine at their own homes. They cannot run away forever. So they both get captured and uh, fall into this court where uh, the judges will uh, basically accuse them of, uh, or of the crimes and also just being with uh, a mouse and a bear. And just kind of not staying in their territory, uh, which will also lead into death. So, like these, uh, as you said, these uh, two systems, while uh, they are different from each other, they're both the exact same. Uh, they both think similar. They just really don't like each other. But uh, these two 
want to see differently as they refuse to uh, accept the way things are. Uh, and it goes to the point where uh, both below and above uh, the argument heats up so much that it literally does heat up as uh, the courtroom uh, literally through a uh, vase that, or fire vase that breaks uh, causes this big huge fire uh, both below and above uh, provoking Urs and Celestine to save the judges and uh, to show them that maybe they do need to be heard. Yeah. And that, you know, they, the reward ends up being that they get to be with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was a really, really sweet way to end the film because, you know, they've, they, they've been kind of showing the audience the whole movie, their relationship and how society sees it and the fact that they're able to convince both parties at the very end uh, that they really do deserve to stay together and that that's the happiest that they're going to be. I thought that was a really sweet way to end it because early in the movie when they're both like kind of running from the law, I was I was worried for the characters. I was like, how is this going to end? You know, how are, what's the happy ending here? What's it going to be? And it just ends on such a high note. It ends so sweet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and again it does lead the it does open up the possibility for more. Like it, uh, I mean I'd be fine if it just ended there, but if there's some possibility where this does continue, I'd be up for that too. Yeah, I thought the cast did a really good job. Oh like yeah, you mentioned earlier, the music was really good, and just the overall story was so sweet and so simple. And I think kind of what you were alluding to earlier, it, it's so different from all the other uh, children's movies we're seeing right now. You kind of mentioned that. A lot of children's movies tend to be pretty similar, or similar, similar, <laughs> similar Sim- kind of, a, I guess, a little bit formulaic. You kind of know exactly what to expect. But with this movie, it was just a fresh take because it is a French film and it is based on a book. So we kind of got to see something a little different. Maybe not as flashy, but definitely just as touching and definitely as good. Yeah, the, the, every year there'll be that one or two, you got to see this animated film uh, among just a lot of filler. But, um, you know, the, it will, as long as that happens, then, uh, like, the good in animation just will never die out. Uh, why have you seen this movie so many times? What, what do you think makes you keep coming back to it? Um, again, the story just kind of really... Uh, uh, really got me engaged in the music too. I mean, if anything, I definitely want to just like listen to the soundtrack. And also, uh, I guess because uh, at first I did not even uh, recognize the cast, and uh, now knowing the cast, it kind of uh, allows me to kind of look at uh, their performances uh, or even appreciate it even more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just really love this world, and I love the story. And I guess that that's really good enough. Yeah, I think if you are, are someone like yourself that uh, studied film, by the way, I think it's really amazing that you studied it in high school. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, when I was in high school, that definitely was not an option, so that's really cool. Um, I think if you're someone that's interested in the art of film, uh, this is a really cool movie to check out. 
And I think if you want to just see something heartfelt, and honestly, you kind of pick this movie because it's a little Christmassy, right? I mean, just with it being uh, a little bit. Yeah, the most yeah. of it takes place in winter season, so, yeah. so I, it, I guess you could say that. And yeah. I guess there is kind of a Christmassy like to the uh, message here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, when you're in uh, during Christmas, it's always great to be with the people you love. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it's a great movie to watch, like you mentioned, with your kids and just with your family. Yeah. I th- or I by think- yourself, if right. you're willing exactly. to do that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, it's a good film to check out. And I think it's great that you're highlighting it because I agree with you. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. But every year, so many great movies come out. And it's like almost impossible, right, to watch all of them. So I think it's cool that you highlighted this one I and that you do have that background in animation. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and for introducing us to this. Uh, Chase, if somebody wants to find you, how can they keep up with you? How can they keep up with like your movie blogs and all that good stuff? Uh, so uh, Pons Press at, uh, or Pons Press dot wordpress.com uh you can also find me on twitter at chase pond 64 and also find ponds press on facebook and or linkedin i'm also on linkedin cool uh yeah awesome cool stuff well thanks so much for coming on here and for picking this movie um you know definitely should come back maybe we'll talk about coco or some other film that you pick yeah there, there's there's a lot i mean even I may be an animation nerd, but I'm I'm not afraid to talk about live action either. Yeah, I'm an animation nerd too, so I totally feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Chase. Have a good one. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll check out this movie, Ernest and Celestine, on Netflix. You know, so many movies come out each year and sometimes some really good ones tend to fly under the radar. So I think it's just great to uh, give a moment to kind of give a shout out to some of those independent films and films that just not everybody got to see in theaters. Uh, If you guys have any feedback about this episode or any others, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram at AYA and as in Nancy AMI Lisa. Or you can check out our closed Facebook group. I love that movie. Uh, That group is closed, but if you send a request, I'll add you. It's just a safe space for movie lovers to discuss their favorite films, judgment-free. My only rule is keep it positive. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. If you leave a positive review on iTunes, you'll be entered to win a $20 gift card to movie theater chain of your choice. Hey guys, right now, again, we're at one review away from 15, so once I hit 15, I'm going to draw a winning name. Everybody loves free money, and it's just my way of giving back to you guys for always supporting me. So thanks so much, and I look forward to hearing from you.